There he is. He's back. Okay. That was quick. You must have found it. I did. I knew exactly where it was. Good. I'm out of breath, though. <laughs> did you sprint? No, but it doesn't take much. <laughs> like a, a 35-foot walk or so will do it for you? Yeah, just a little speedy walk. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to have to recover from that. It's okay. Take your time. <laughs> Welcome to The Radio Cure. I'm your host, Nathan Seal, and each week Jeremy Cohen and I talk about new albums and artists in and around the indie music landscape. How do you describe an album out of time, concerned with the disappearance of culture, of humanity, of nature, of logic, and emotion? Why make this album in an era when attention spans have been reduced to next to nothing, and the tactile grains of making music have been further reduced to algorithms and projected playlist placement. Why wake up in the morning? Why hasn't everything already disappeared? Talking Deer Hunter next on the Radio Care. Hey, Jerry. What's up, dude? How are you? I'm good. Uh, I hope you don't expect me to answer any of the questions posed <laughs> in your intro. <laughs> Yeah, I went all fitter, happier there. It um, was what the band released, the statement they released about the album. Oh. Was was that. That makes sense. (laughs) Uh, And the album name, Why Hasn't Everything Already Disappeared, uh, was the last line of it. I'm a big fan of the album title. I I like it, too. I like it, too. I mean, I think there's a lot of questions, a lot of questions in this post-modern, post-apocalyptic world that we live in. Yeah, postmodern, post-apocalyptic. Post, post everything. Post everything. That'd be a good album name. I think it actually is. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it probably is. Post everything might be a good name of a white rapper, too. Mm, yes. <laughs> you could tour with Post Malone. It'd just be a nice, like. Mm-hmm. And then combo. you could call the tour Post Post. <laughs> right? Is that something? Post. Post, post, poster boys. Post, 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 poster boys. It's a good band name. <laughs> that is a great band name. Post, post, poster boys. Oh, it's, it's like you put just an exclamation point on the end of it. Forget it. It's nice. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you put an exclamation point on it. Oh, absolutely. Be one of those bands. Yeah, maybe <laughs> multiple forms of punctuation in there. Yeah, it could be like the sports, sports, sports guys. Mm-hmm. The period. Uh, what do they have? A period of exclamation point and a question mark? Mm-hmm. The occasional call-in. Did you hear they, <laughs> they... I listened to an episode recently and someone else was called the colon, which I took personal offense to on your behalf. Yeah, I was bothered by that too. I was hoping that they just kind of confused things. Well, I hope so. If you if you guys are listening, we deserve an explanation here at the Radio yeah. Cure. There's only one colon and it is Nathan. Yeah. yeah. Everyone has an asshole. And everyone stinks or something like that. What is yeah. it? Opinions are like assholes? No, no, no. You got, you got <laughs> the saying exactly right the first time. <laughs> Everyone's got an asshole and everyone stinks. That's exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> so where are you at with Deer Hunter? I feel like I've had a complicated relationship with them. <laughs> Me too. They're one of those bands... Um, like before I got into like TV on the radio where I was like, I know mm-hmm. because of everything I hear 
from critics and well-informed friends and just my own intuition that this is good. Mm-hmm. And I can't do it for some reason. Um, yeah. Uh, now, I briefly <clears throat> put a lot of effort into getting into... Okay, here's something maybe you can help me with. Um, okay. Their, what's supposed to be their best album is a word that I know I've heard a lot, but I can never remember how to pronounce. Uh, so it, it's hal- Halcyon? Hal- 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 halcyon Digest. Halcyon. How I, it's pronounced yeah. Halcyon? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because um, there's a uh, there's a paint color called Halcyon Blue. Okay. That's the only reason I know that. So that uh, is considered their best album. So I spent a lot of time trying to get into that, and I kind mm-hmm. of did for a while, but mm-hmm. it's not something I ever went back to. I, I liked mm-hmm. Monomania a bit, but it, it was always just a bit, I don't know, abrasive and complicated and... I don't know. It's, it's hard to like early animal collective kind of, I just, yeah, no, they have a, they have a, a definite trajectory in the same way, although they don't have a Meriwether post pavilion. Right. Um, I, I mean, this is closest in terms yes. of it's I, like poppiness, I guess I was thinking is, is the, the best thing. way to, yeah. I don't know if it's would be considered their, their best unequivocally, probably not, but this Halcyon digest, I did listen to, it is, it is very good. It's just yeah. not something that you're always like, oh, what in the what 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 am I in the mood for? Right, <laughs> exactly. You know, when you're like scrolling through Spotify and shit. Like, uh, but we I feel like you were there and I don't know who they opened for, but I know I'm pretty who they sure we for. saw them on Microcastle, didn't we? Yes. And they opened for Spoon at ah. the Ogden. Oh, that was a great show. It really was. <laughs> Other than fucking Clint losing the car that he parked Clint himself. Clint did lose the car, yes. And fucking is sober. And it, lost it, the car sober. Yeah, like that is just such a fuck up. <laughs> How do you not? I mean, I guess it was before the time where you could just like drop a pin on mm-hmm. your phone and just you know, but it was like, it was, it was, I just got done watching the, the parking garage episode. It was like that. It was mm-hmm. just as frustrating as watching the parking garage yes. episode. I think I did pee somewhere actually at some point in time. I'm sure I did. I don't doubt it. <laughs> I feel, I also have some vague memories of a football being thrown around, <laughs> which <laughs> I think we did find one. And we right. Were just, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think there was a football thrown around. It's fine. I mean, we were fucked up, but Clint yeah. was the designated driver and he lost the fucking car. Oh, Unacceptable. Was so but yes, that, that was the, that was the, and, and I remember thinking I really liked this when I listened to it mm-hmm. at home, but in concert, I'm not getting it and I'm just yeah. ready for spoon. Yes. Um, but yeah, I've had kind of a love hate relationship with deer hunter cause I really, really want to like them. I think that they are a meaningful band and I want yeah. bands like this to be around. Yeah. They're, the they're one of those shit. bands where I feel like, I, an asshole for not having gotten into them. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, let me uh, let me read this here and then we'll get into the, the new album. Why hasn't everything already disappeared? On Deer Hunter's eighth album and the first since 2015's Fading Frontier, Bradford Cox turns his gaze towards the horizon, surveying a ravaged environment and vanishing landscapes. Recorded in Marfa, Texas, with Kate LeBon, 
Ben Eater, or Eder, I guess from last episode, <laughs> and longtime co-producer Ben H. Allen III. Oh, why that, has he sounds he sounds like a fancy rich man. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does. I, I think that's the guy from Gilligan's Island. It I'm is, sure. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why hasn't everything already disappeared reflects the desert it was created in. Have you? Uh, did you ever watch Marfa, Texas on Netflix? Have you heard of this place, Marfa, Texas? I have, just because of the Netflix show. I never actually watched mm-hmm. it, but I scrolled past it many times. Yeah, it's this like crazy weird artist community oh. down by the border, just out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Oh, sounds creepy. No, it's actually kind of fun. It looks, it looks oh. interesting and fun. <laughs> That's not, it doesn't look creepy at all. Oh, well. Artists are <laughs> <Fuck> creepy. <me. laughs> Arid and expansive, the album shimmers with thoughtful meditations on destruction of both human life and nature itself, drawing inspiration from climate change, the 2016 murder of a British politician by a mentally ill man with ties to a neo-Nazi organization, Aren't all neo-Nazis mentally ill? The 1917 Russian Revolution and the final months of James Dean's life. Those all fit together nicely. Sure. Into a crazy puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we could piece that together if we were to have enough time. (laughs) But yes, this is very post-apocalyptic, post-post-apoc-post-Trump, post-everything's all fucked up. Post, Kinda. post, poster boys, all of it. Uh-huh. It were reduced to algorithms and projected playlist placements. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny because I felt like this kind of went back and forth. It starts in a very indie place, kind of fun, whimsical, harpsichords mm-hmm. and shit like that, talking about kind of the bucolic life, living in the hills and all that kind of stuff. And then it kind of degrades back into deer hunter, you know, yeah. and then back. And so it kind of like bounces back and forth between like real deer huntery shit to like uh, futurism and planes and what happens to people and, right. and you know, these kind of songs. I feel like that's like the, the most obvious parallel to Meriwether post pavilion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it like draws you in. It's like, Oh, this is weirdly listenable for these guys. And then it just kind of like devolves into like their normal stuff where it's like, Oh, this is fucking weird. And then it kind of brings you back again in a yes. similar way. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, throughout the the lyrics are pretty dark and Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it, it kind of fools you in a couple of places to thinking like this is like maybe a fun positive thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's it's definitely kind of speaking to this uh very weird landscape that we all find ourselves in with neo Nazis and mm-hmm. climate change and British politicians and you know all that yeah but musically like the first couple tracks it seems like kind of bright and sunny and almost like there's almost a summery vibe to it yeah but yeah if you like read along the lyrics as the song goes you're like oh this is fucking dark still (laughs) yeah it starts with um was it disappearing something 
Yeah, disappearing something or other. Yeah, I think it's something, something like that. But yeah, that that's where I was like, it's fun, it's whimsical, it's kind of got the harpsichord and kind of stuff like that. And it, and then it went to your pick, No One's Sleeping. Mm-hmm. And that's also kind of an upbeat song, especially where it ends. But the verses, the first verse is No One's Sleeping, Great Unrest in the Country, There's Much Duress, Violence Has Taken Hold, Follow Me, The Golden Void. Yeah, it's bleak shit. Yeah, but the music yeah. is like like almost like a summer like carnival type of experience. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I um I, I was reading somewhere where they he talked about trying to get away from the pink haze of nostalgia mm. and kind of being this you know quarter of of past um, kind of ideas. But this is very steeped in that kind of Beatles pet sounds kind of yeah. vibe. Uh, but it still very much has the anxiety of our age, like in the in the lyrics and stuff like that. I mean, uh, I I love it, and it also kind of like has like two like big breaks. Like there's yeah. that first pre-chorus kind of clamoring around, and then well, we got some like hot one. and heavy saxophone in there too. Yeah, yeah, we love the hot and heavy saxophone. Love the hot and heavy. But the second break is so anthemic, but yeah. but there's no lyrics in either of them. That's that's the really yeah. interesting thing to me is that um, it it's just instrumental breaks that keep rising, but there's no like this anthemic chorus about yeah. how we're all gonna get out of the shit. And the and the the last one that it ends with it's out it like is almost like joyful to me, which is yeah. weird. And I mean in a good way, I like it. Um, if it if it went on like four minutes longer, it would be like such Jeremy ass bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like if that just kept going. It, For sure, I was it, even thinking about it a little bit already, just because there's no yeah. lyrics. But and 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 it, it sounded like very like uh, spiritualized in a way to me. That kind of like triumphant, mm-hmm. like kind of clingy, joyful big outro it just needed to be like three minutes longer it would have been perfect for me <laughs> yeah the the last line before it goes instrumental uh till the end uh finally follow me to the golden pond there is peace the great beyond so yeah it's a nice seeming sentiment uh maybe <laughs> maybe a little dark but let's get the fuck out of here kind of a thing right yeah some acceptance and whatnot. Now, didn't this uh, Bradford Cox, the singer for them, uh, doesn't he uh, suffer from like something like the spiritualized guy? He's got like avian bone syndrome or something. The bird bones. That sounds about right. <laughs> Not to make fun of what might be a serious medical condition, but I think he does. Oh, do you think that that has something to do with the kind of music that they both make? Well, it seems like a weird question. coincidence that there's some similarities. Coincidence? I think not. Mm-mm. This is my this is my whole entire theory. Why this plays into my theory? Why senior songwriters are short too? Is that in this country everybody is all like sports, sports, play sports, oh, like oh, play sports, <laughs> and and so. You don't see a ton of like tall and athletic people uh, go into music and drama and stuff because 
if they were tall and athletic, they would have played sports and we would have missed out on, you know, their, their musical greatness. Mm -hmm. And so it's like when you have these disabilities, uh, or, uh, limitations to your sporting, um, uh, to your sporting prowess as a child, then that's, that's how you get into all, all of the music and the arts and shit. Yeah. If you've got the bird bones, then art yeah, is the only path. Football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I broke my pencil at, oh no, that was my finger. <laughs> shit. Get me to the hospital immediately. <laughs> Uh, so the song I picked was uh, Futurism. That's a little um, farther down the road in the album. And it kind of is like sandwiched in between these like real deer huntery uh, mm-hmm. kind of, of songs. And it's like this like bright spot, bubbly, upbeat, uh, dare I say. Dare you say. <laughs> yeah, you're right, though. It's like laid back. It's groovy. I don't know what's happening here. Yeah, and it's it's a nice tight like three and a half minutes. It doesn't have any kind of like weird breaks where like a lot of times like with Deer Hunter songs, it's like the melody. I'm sorry, it's like the verse and the chorus are from two different songs. Yes, <laughs> and somehow it's like oh, this is one song, I guess. Yeah, but, if you say so. <laughs> which I find interesting, <laughs> if not appealing. Um. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely appealing in some places. It's it, it's it's one of the reasons I feel like a, a fucking idiot because I don't get it. But I, I don't know. It's yeah, it's weird. But futurism had more of like a, um, a like a Wilco from like the Yankee Hotel Foxtrot Ghost is Born kind of vibe. Really indie. Um, some of that sounded like Grizzly Bear to me. Walkman, just kind of like that more upbeat. Your cage is what you make it. If you decorate it, it goes by faster, goes quick, laughter permeates the carnage, laying out in sunlight at daybreak, oh, daybreak, oh. Kind of handshake drugs kind of a sound but that's the that's the song but the lyrics say something completely different yeah and i I feel like overall it's kind of a good distillation of the whole album where it's Mm -hmm. like oh this is more upbeat and bubbly and uh approachable sounding musically but the lyrics are still like very dark very unsettling yeah, absolutely. I mean, and they they talk about Deer Hunter getting into their pop phase with Fading Frontier. Um mm-hmm. and then this one is like full on pop, which I I mean relatively, I get yeah, how, right? Like, I get how this is full on <laughs> pop for Deer Hunter. For yeah. sure. <laughs> but that juxtaposition is kind of uh interesting as well. I mean, the the song is real bubbly and upbeat, but then the lyrics is your cage is what you make it. If you decorate it, permeates the carnage. Um, call it what you want. I call it fear. And so there's a sense of like, we're making everything all right, even though everything is falling apart around us. Yeah, it's fucking bleak. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't know it from the music. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're nerd from the music. Uh, yeah, I don't know what <laughs> accent that is. Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, is that what it sounds like? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to do like some sort of like British kind of. Mm. Um, I don't know what I was trying to do there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this is an album that if you've wanted to get into Deer Hunter, this would be a good place to get yeah, into. Yeah, because I, I feel like I'm Perhaps. more in than I've ever been, and I have wanted yeah. to. So I'm going to... I'm going to keep listening to this because I do enjoy it. And I'm, I'm going to give a shot at going back again, which I have several times. But I'm, I'm hoping maybe it'll click for me because I'm tired of feeling like a what do you, what do you uh, uh, what is the word for it? A, a Philistine. Sure. I like that. Yeah. That's one of the words that you could say for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It'll be a Philistine. <laughs> I feel like a Philistine. Yeah, I do. I do, too. And I, I mean. It's the it's the popular stuff that makes you want to stick around and try to mm-hmm. make sense of the other stuff on this album. Yeah. So, you know, maybe just a clue. Bradford, just keep keep doing this and people might actually start liking your old stuff vis-a-vis the new stuff. Yeah, and be careful with your delicate bird bones. But yeah, be careful. I mean, don't don't hammer on that dulcimer too hard, buddy. We don't, want, we don't want to break anything. <laughs> so we're just doing two songs. Uh, we did it last week, and we're doing it again this week, just to kind of uh, bring something else in that we're listening to. It doesn't always have to be new, um, no. like it was last week. Or even music, week. perhaps. Who knows? Or even music. That's true. Just be something that uh, we're we're kind of getting into, uh, just to add a little something there. And it could be like an outline of our uh, like masturbation regimens. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But luckily yeah. for everyone now, it's music, not that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a band, um, Now Now, and I, I just found them recently, and actually their album, Saved, which is the one um, that we're talking about just a little bit here at the end, is from 2017, so not even uh, not even last year. Mm. And it's also like their third album, and it's the first in six years, so they've been around for a while. Yeah. Um, I was not aware. I'll read this little bit here just if, if you're an idiot like I am too. Um, oh, I am. Oh, you're talking <laughs> to the listeners though. Sure, sure, yeah. Everyone, everyone. <laughs> it's fine. That this applies to. Uh, the appeal of Now Now has always been the alcohol The alchemical, 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 wow, alchemical, alchemical. Obviously, (laughs) they don't think people are going to read this shit out loud. (laughs) It's really really not their fault. (laughs) No, no. I mean, it would be weird to like read this out loud. Alchemical, alchemical, alchemical. That's what it's got to be. But I mean, that's a fair assumption on their part. Like who would be reading this out loud in any Mm -hmm. other context? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine like sitting around at a party? Be like, let me let me read this band's description for you. Yeah, don't ruin podcasts for people. That would be worse than busting out an acoustic guitar at a party. (laughs) Come on, Ringo. Give us another (laughs) rendition of Octopus Garden. Uh, Alchemical reaction between Casey Dallager and Brad Hale. 
And though there are some big sonic departures on Saved, their third album and first in six years, it stays quite true to the spirit of the group. They are infectious synths and crystallized pop sensibilities here, the likes of which the duo has never attempted, but they're grounded in each band member's strengths. Though they started out making muddy, insular rock music, uh, with each album, they've grown more confident in themselves and their sound has grown clearer. With Saved, they've reached a new level filled with neon hues and booming beats and delectical, de- delectable <laughs> choruses. Why did I pick that one to read? Anyway, the point being <laughs> <laughs> is that it sounds like they've gotten to like a real, I mean, this sounds like churches, but with more real instrument sounds. Yeah, in yeah. It, Which me. I'm very into. Yeah, with great percussions. Uh, I'm pretty sure that he's responsible for that. She's kind of more responsible for the singer-songwriter part of it. Um but this one sounds like they've gone to like a more electronic edge. And so I don't know what the other stuff sounds like, but this is fucking awesome. This yeah, is like I, Let's I really Eat Grandma, like churches, that kind mm-hmm. of shit. Um, I instantly assumed they were an emo band, and this was based on three things. Uh, first one. thing, Now Now, that just, I don't know, that just sounds like an emo band name mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, um, them and Foxing are doing a co-headlining tour together. Great show. That sounds like a great show. I know. I'm going to buy tickets, actually, after I get off the phone with you here. Oh, they're co- oh yeah, good. Yeah, they're going to be here in like three weeks or something. Um, and reason number three, the album cover looks like a, like a corpse wrapped in plastic, like fucking mm-hmm. Laura Palmer or some shit. Mm-hmm. So I put those three things together. I was like, this must be an emo band. And I was very wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not an emo band. And I, I, I feel like that this is a sign that, um, Foxing is, is actually tapping into something beyond emo. Yes. Uh, kind of wanting to get away from that. I, I feel like he, like Connor even, Murphy even kind of cringed at the emo label when mm-hmm. I uh, put it on them. And this this makes a lot of sense. This is much more like that indie pop sound. Yeah, like like I, I would say heavier on the pop, kind of kind of mm-hmm. like uh, Lord esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially oh, yeah. that uh, SGL song reminded me a lot of Lord, which is a, a huge compliment. I love Lord. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's such a like a little girl song or like a, a young person song. It starts out kind of like Taylor Swift and yeah. Avril Lavigne, very youthful. Um, but the chorus is, is much more chill and doesn't go to like that big place, but mm-hmm. still has like starry eyed and I was so dumb and young kind of lyrics. Yeah. Pick it up, baby, if you're moving too slow. But the one I wanted to um, talk about, that's the first one. And these first two, if they don't hook you on this album, 
there's something wrong with you or you just don't like the church's kind of vibe sound there. Right. But um, the second one, MJ, a reference yeah. to uh, Michael Jackson. This song is as smooth as its namesake. The ba- the baseline grounds it just like Billie Jean is grounded by that baseline. And, and like the, na- the name check of the song basically kind of, you know, um, I think, what's the line? I'm, I'm not the only one that listen to you, Billie Jean, Smooth Criminal, something like that. Is it, yeah, it's, it's I'm not the only one listening to you, Billie Jean, baby, please, he's a criminal. Ah. Which is a great one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. So good. So good because those two names it's it's like n- nostalgic in a fun way it's not like oh just another because it's, it's not not like, just fun i feel like it's sound. very like clever and well thought yeah, out very clever and everyone loves mj everyone loves michael jackson and everyone wants to go back to when that was like cool because that's just fucking great you know yeah and when you didn't know that he fucked kids <laughs> yeah well i mean is that <laughs> is that for sure i mean I think <laughs> I I uh, I think it's I think it's pretty sure. <laughs> I feel like I remember him saying one time, like, you know, what, is it so wrong just to want to have a kid like sleep in your bed with you? Uh-huh. <laughs> just to cuddle. Yeah, that 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 clears his name. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I know a lot of people that sleep with their children. Uh-huh. <laughs> or strangers' children. Yeah, it's called attachment parenting, uh-huh. or, or a, attachment pedophiling. I guess. Attachment. Well, throw that whole thing away. Just, the, just the term uh, pedophiling. <laughs> That's great. Just <laughs> doing some light pedophiling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a pedophile or pedophiles, but not to take away from this album from now now. It's, we don't need to relitigate Michael Jackson after he's dead. No, and uh, enough pedophile jokes. Yeah. Let's <laughs> not do that anymore either. Full up on those. <laughs> uh, but this is one that I miss, and I'm excited to go back to see what the muddy, insular rock music sounds like from these guys. But Yeah, me too. And I'm super jazzed to see them and Foxing at the same show. I know. You'll have to do some research, get into their old stuff. See, I see will. What's, I'm what's excited. I got like three weeks to, to, to oh, do yeah. my research. and Like a binge watch, you know? Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. I, uh, I'm excited for you. I'm also excited for us. We're going to spiritualize. Uh, it's coming up here in a couple of months. Yeah, that's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, very good, very good. All right, you got anything else to say about either of these bands? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, me either. I think that does it for us this time. Check out Deer Hunter and tell us what you think by leaving us a review in iTunes. Follow the link in the show notes to all the reviews and music used in this episode to our website, theradiocurepod.com. Till next time, I've been Nathan Seal. With me was Jeremy Cohen. Thanks for listening to The Radio Cure. Bye.